Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. Hey guys, welcome back to Crazy Juicy Love. I have my friend here again, Greg Wheeler. Um, thank you so much for coming back again. Oh, three awesome times. Awesome to be here, Jeremy. Huh? <laughs> it's awesome to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to dive into um, this uh, amazing book called Conscious Uncoupling, which Greg is so happens to be a conscious uncoupling coach. Um, like you, so talk to me. Like you, were you, well, you were a couple of a coupling coach first before you did calling in the one certification? That's correct. That's correct. I'm I'm dual certified by Catherine Woodward Thomas, both as a um, conscious uncoupling coach and a calling in the one coach. And I'm currently taking her True You Awakening Masterclass, so I'll have an additional certification. Oh, cool. Oh, that's official now. The True You Awakening class. Yeah. Oh, wow, wow. I'd love to hear more about that later. Um, so how did you even like discover Conscious Uncoupling? Because I didn't even think about discover the book until like recently um, when I did the program. And then when I actually there's a, um, a TV show on Netflix, um, which is uh, what is a girlfriend's guide to divorce, which it talks about conscious uncoupling first. And then I was like, oh, that's interesting. And how the main character even looks like Catherine. So I was just like, I was wondering the parallels of the movie, but how did you even discover the book? How did you, like, why conscious uncoupling? Why is that important to you? Well, that's a great question because the universe works in really strange ways. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was actually in the Kundalini Yoga teacher training program <clears throat> at the time. Uh, and I am a certified Kundalini yoga teacher as well. And one of the mentor teachers, I was explaining that I wanted to become a coach to help single dads because mm -hmm. I was divorced with four children and I did it all the hard way. There was very little information out there. Our divorce was, you know, 20 years ago and it was in the like World War Three kind of divorce cycle where, you know, <laughs> we were... We were trying to get through and take care of ourselves. It was a very scary experience and children, it was not easy for them. So I was actually going through Kundalini Yoga to get centered and to get clear, get rid of my ego and be able to show up as a powerful coach for single dads. Mm -hmm. When a mentor coach, I was talking with him about what I wanted to do. He said, well, have you heard about conscious uncoupling? I know another Kundalini yoga teacher who's certified in that mm. space. And I was like, no, I never heard of it before. And so then two months later, when I was graduating from my Kundalini program, I said, well, what am I going to do now? I said, I remembered the name Conscious Uncoupling. So I Googled it, found Catherine's website, mm -hmm. looked, looked at the book called Layla, <laughs> at, at Catherine Woodward Thomas and two weeks later I was signed up and taking taking the training so mm -hmm. I didn't even read the book first you know I just oh. I just jumped right in because I have felt such a calling yeah it's such a beautiful process to connect with people and to have a really profound positive impact in people's lives I was just so excited about it wow. and now that I've been doing it for a while, quite a while, it's amazing. It's proven to be a really good decision on my part. And I, I really love how people grow and change when, when I work with them. Yeah, wow. Um, that's so beautiful. And I really love, I really love, I'm glad it was a requirement that we had to read. Um, it just brought a whole new way of looking at breakups. And that it does not have to be this brutal, disgusting, sloppy kind of thing or hateful thing that a lot of people don't really know 
that it's even possible to have a happily ever after um, way of breaking up. Like it doesn't have to get nasty. It could be in a very conscious and decisive way that both people leave the relationship happy and complete. You know, and um, so I thank you for doing this. And, um, and I really want to gear this around men because I think a lot of men, we don't have these skills that allow us to break up and sort of this like, you know, seamless way. So, you know, talk about like some of the five steps. I, you know, I, I'm reading here, like, you know, finding emotional freedom, reclaiming your power to love, you know, break the patterns and heal your heart. Like, how do you start to work these five patterns when you start to work with men and them dealing with their own like breakups? How to break? How do you start? To, how do you even get men to even open up to break up consciously? So it's actually really interesting you said that because I think um, there's a quote you know that we've talked about in the past where what is good about this breakup is that you've been brought to your knees by the great level of a life and when you're brought to your knees, you crack open. Mm. You know, men traditionally have been the leaders, been responsible for finding the pathway. And, you know, today we even have trouble still asking for directions in some cases. (laughs) So, So we're not used to asking for help. And we're we're taught, you know, men don't cry, boys don't cry. Um, So there's this barrier that's been put in place by society and by our traditional upbringing that kind of separates us from our feelings. Mm -hmm. And one of the things about both conscious uncoupling and calling in the one is is that when you get desperate, when you realize that you finally need help, you break open and you let the feelings out. So that's part of what how conscious uncoupling starts that process. You know, you you get to a point where you, I, I need help. And then you're being willing to open. And conscious uncoupling is so much more than a journey through divorce. It's really a journey to connect with your feelings and to understand what's really important to you. You yeah. up level, you find a deeper, more centered, honest, authentic self that allows you to show up as you go through the separation part process with your partner. And so it's, it's not just about me, me, me anymore. It's about how am I showing up? How are we going to be best? If there's children involved, how are we going to be the best co-parents? Mm. <clears throat> so, so this opens the door to some really serious discussions about, well, why did I show up that way in the relationship? Right. What am I blaming my partner for? <clears throat> How might I have trained my partner to treat me the way I was treated by them? How did my partner possibly train me to treat them the way that I'm treating them? And, and these are not necessarily good ways. These are just habitual ways because right. we're stuck inside of a perspective, maybe a story uh, that we reacted to that we learned early on in our lives. Mm. And so this process of conscious uncoupling, find emotional freedom, that's the first step. And you start finding it by looking at where you're not emotionally free. Mm. We go through a process of identifying where are my frustrations in my relationship with myself, with others in life. And that is the beginning of the process of identifying, wow, I'm blaming somebody else for this. When there's really a part of me and how I showed up that caused this. Right. And I really like, you know, the first question you say, where am I not emotionally free? Like what usually comes up? Like what are you trying to get pull from the individual when you ask that question? Well, that's really insightful the way you said that because that defines the difference between a codependent relationship and an interdependent relationship. Mm. 
Because when you're giving to get, there's an ulterior motive. And so you're showing up in a certain way, maybe needy or maybe, you know, that you're not good enough or you're, you're alone, but you're giving to get something as opposed to showing up as an interdependent relationship. When you're showing up out of love and appreciation, you're doing something that you know your partner really appreciates. Right. And, and, and there's a tension when you give to get. There's an expectation. Mm-hmm. And when you give to get and that expectation is there and then it's not met, you, there's a frustration, there's a resentment. And over time, those things build. I think, and, 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 and th- th- we're going to be really straight about it, that underneath all that giving to get is something really nasty that comes out when you don't get that thing from the person. Like a lot of couples or people or individuals become, even not just with marriages, but in friendships, when you don't get what you want, that nasty side comes out and we don't know or realize that this thing like I I am needy I need to have this or to get that is really the driving force of that breakup that breakdown yeah well it's it creates conflict right it does your resentment starts to build and build and and then you put meaning you start assuming oh they don't love me anymore Oh, they don't care about me anymore. Oh, right. I'm not important anymore because I'm not getting what I'm expecting to get. I'm not getting the return on my investment and in what I'm right. getting. Or, or it's like one of the one things that I hear all the time. Well, if you loved me, you would do this. Right. You know, and that's like a huge jab. <laughs> no, it's, and, it, it, it's a guilting. You're guilty. Yeah someone into doing something that you want them to do. Yeah. Um, and and then, then we start basing our happiness or lack of happiness or lack of um, feeling appreciated on the other person. Yeah. Because our expectations are not being met. Oh, they're not treating me nice. Uh, I'm not happy. Oh, they're not loving me the way I want them to love me. So mm. I'm unhappy. And so then you get into blaming and shaming the other person. Yeah. And that's, again, like you said earlier, that's where it gets ugly. Yeah. That's, that's where the tensions build. I I can recall one of my first relationship where if I didn't laugh at his jokes, I knew I was going to get it. <laughs> and, and it wasn't for this work. I was just like, wow, like he... He has expectation, and if it's not met because of a laugh, like it was really that nasty side of him came out. And I go, I remember saying to him, like, wow, like I am not your audience. You know, like if you want to have an audience, you know, go to do a stand-up comedy show. You can't make your partner or guilt them into being your audience. Like I, I will support you, but my me laughing or not laughing should not be reliant on anything. You know what I mean? I'm just here for you. If I'm not laughing, that's this is my my opinion, my 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 own way of being, you know? So yeah, that's the nasty side of, of things. So talk to me how you like so, so so when you when you start to realize mm-hmm. that you're not emotionally free that you're dependent upon getting something outside of yourself that identifies a pattern that you can start to look at where have i been doing that not just in my relationship with my partner but in other areas of my life yeah have i done this in the past in previous relationships Mm -hmm. and so this is the beginning of the process and then you get to see that, wow, you know, I've been needing to get definition, love, appreciation, valuation, mm-hmm. um, safety from outside of myself. And that then leads into the next step. Well, as you become aware of that, well, now I, I want, you want to reclaim your power and your life. So how do you 
give yourself the love you need? How do you give yourself the appreciation? How do you give your, keep yourself safe in a way that you're not showing up as needing or expecting this yeah. outside of yourself? So that, that, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I like what you say, and I, and my first thought is like, if I'm, if I'm a man listening to like what we're saying, it's a very uncommon conversation to have. And it's like, I would, I would assert like the average person would be like, man, would be like, what the hell we're talking about? And probably would be triggered by, you know, how do I give that love or that thing back to myself? Because it, for me, honestly, it took a long time to like even get that. <clears throat> so how does one start to really look at, you know, where am I one not emotionally free as an opportunity? Because it really is an opportunity. Um, and not be triggered by what we're saying, because what you're saying is great and, and beautiful, and this is how we work, you know, so... Can you just talk about the power of like reclaiming yourself and giving back to yourself what you've been trying to demand from someone else? Like, what is the beauty of that? Yeah. Well, I think from a man's point of view, you know, reclaiming your power sounds good, right? I mean, it really, you know, <laughs> recapture your strength, recapture your power, right? Well, the first thing is, is to become a little bit more conscious of where you've given it away. Yeah. So when you need something from somebody else or you're dependent upon getting your expectations met from somebody else, who owns the power in that situation? The other person. Right. The other person does. So then it says, okay, well, what am I looking to receive from them? Where am I frustrated that I'm not getting what I want? or feel good about myself that I'm looking to get help with. So yeah, this is an internal discussion. And that's why coaching in this space is really powerful. Because the coach helps you see this aspect of what you've given away and what you're not giving yourself. But mm. to more specifically answer your question, it starts with identifying and connecting with your feelings, needs, and desires. Yeah. You don't know what you've given away until you realize your feelings and your needs and desires are important and how are they getting met. Yeah. And, and as you said, sometimes this can be an affront to say, well, do you really know what your feelings are? Do you really know what your needs are? Are you connected yeah. to what your desires are? Or are you just waiting to see what you can get from outside, from others or from life, yeah. from your partner? Yeah to make you feel good. So in, for some people, this is a complete revelation. Oh, my feelings are important. My needs are important. My desires. Then you can see that there's an opportunity for you to share them with others. Right. You, you know, we have this tendency, like you said earlier, oh, well, if you love me, you would know what I need or you would do this for me because mm -hmm. you would, you, would you we're not mind readers. Nobody's a mind reader. <laughs> and, and yet we have this expectation, expectation, this unspoken expectation of what we're looking and wanting to receive to somebody else. Right. And this is this is where that journey of finding emotional freedom and reclaiming your power in your life really gets juicy because you start to identify, wow, I'm scared about something. I'm scared I'm going to be alone or I'm scared I'm not good enough. And rather than realizing that there's a deeper truth that you don't have to be scared and that you are more than good enough, you're looking for somebody outside yourself to tell you that. Yeah. And in that process of pulling that inside and healing yourself, that's where your power completely comes back into you. Does that, does that make more sense? Is that easier to understand language, I guess? Yeah, I mean, what, what, what my, what my next question would be like, so what are <clears throat> some of the common things that you hear when men aren't emotionally free and how do they begin to start reclaiming their power? And so that's a perfect segue into the next step, yeah. which is, Step three would be break the pattern, heal your heart. Mm -hmm. So 
there's the human being is such an amazing learning machine. Sometimes even before we know how to talk, we learn how to interact with our parents. We learn if they're going to love us and kiss us or they're going to get upset when we scream and cry. So we start learning how to behave in the world. And then when we start talking and we interact with parents, we learn how fit into their lives and with life and everything. So we create these views of looking at, at the world, of interacting with our parents and with our siblings. Mm-hmm. And so they become our patterns, our beliefs. And many times we don't even know that they're there. They're just our personal storyline that we how we look at life, the glasses that we have on that we perceive everything. I know this is a, li- a bit of a, a long-winded that's okay. But it's a setup. It's a setup for the answer. The answer is is that you want these stories show up as I'm not safe. I'm not good enough. I'm alone. Um, I don't matter. Uh, relationships are scary. Um, so we start acting out from life. These are, this is a belief. This may be conscious. It may be unconscious. Maybe something that we could do. We completely don't know about it. But I would challenge you and anybody listening to think back about the past patterns, their relationships in their life. If you're really honest, you'll see that there's a repeating pattern. Right. Like, um, life isn't safe. One of the ways that that shows up is that people are usually very judgmental of their partners. They think their their partner's not good enough for them. Mm-hmm. Or their partner needs to learn this, or your, their partner needs to experience that. And the reality is, is that you're judging yourself, and you're keeping your partner at a distance because you don't trust they're safe to be with. So probably nine times out of ten, the person who's feeling that they're not safe leaves the relationship first. Right. Or um, I had a client who, even I was coaching him, but I got that his girlfriend came from that world. I'm not, I'm not safe. But she would, I mean, literally call him. We want him to call her when he arrives at a certain place and when he leaves a certain place and she would check his phone all the time and she would like you know everywhere he went he had to always check in like and if he didn't call when he said he was supposed to call she's like where you were for five minutes he was like what are you (laughs) talking about it was just five minutes like you know I don't like this whole like I don't feel safe and like this whole thing and it really can run your relationship in the ground. Oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> Not only that, it, it shows up everywhere in your life. It shows up in business relationships. Um, personally, my story was that I was raised by a fully functional alcoholic dad who after a certain time in the evening was impossible to talk to mm-hmm. and you would you could get hurt you, you might get verbally abused and so my internal story was i'm not good enough i wasn't good enough to be appreciated or good enough to be seen by him or good enough to have attention and so when i realized that i was showing up in all of my relationships over giving i was over giving to get I was overgiving in order to prove how good I was. I took the hardest jobs at work. Um, I took the R&D work. Uh, I took, I had the most difficult bosses because I was always out to prove how good I was. And it was hard. You know, I was constantly living in stress because I was also constantly worried. Am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Am I working hard enough? And my, a lot of my relationships failed before I realized what the pattern was, that I was showing up as needing. I was giving in order to get the attention I wanted. I was mm. overgiving in order to get the love and appreciation that I, I really needed. Mm. And so eventually my partner, it would blow up. Wow. And, and then in 
break the pattern, heal the heart, I was able to see that that's my story that I was stuck in, that I wasn't good enough. And then once you see the story, you can understand that that's just my story in reaction to growing up and that my family the way it was. It wasn't about who I was as a person or as a human being. It was just how I learned to survive best. And it worked. I mean, I got a master's degree. I became a VP. I earned six patents. Man, I worked my butt off because I was always proven how good I was. Right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. And yet in my relationships, it would get me in trouble. It would cause them eventually to fail. Broke my marriage. Um, and so... Once you get this insight into what your story is, you can realize that that's not who you are. There's a deeper truth that we're born perfect. That we're born here to have this life experience and that even today we're perfectly imperfect and that's amazing. Right. We have all these learnings and life experiences and skills and gifts that we bring with us and we are more than good enough. I learned that I'm more than good. Right. And so it's in this space that I show up able to coach people, sharing the learning and helping them to go through this process yeah. to realize the deeper truth that they are really safe and that they can keep them safe, that they're not alone. They're never really alone, that they are more than good enough. They deserve to have a loving and rewarding relationship and they deserve to have somebody special to love. Right. They they really do matter. That they were born unique and they have special gifts. These are all deeper truths. Yeah. And, you know, it just takes a little bit of skill sometimes just to evolve these things. And and it's like a lot of us are so close. (laughs) And it's just like one little thing, like basically saying what I need yeah. <laughs> or saying what's there or speaking up like that one little thing that can literally change our whole trajectory of relationships. So it's, it's yeah. amazing what you said when that's, when you learn the skills to put this into practice and you yeah. show up as I'm good enough or I'm lovable just the way I am. Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask for what you need. It's okay to say, well, you know, I'm feeling this right now. I'm just wondering if what you're feeling at the moment. And so you get to share your feelings and that opens up a pathway and a doorway to a much deeper, more loving, authentic connection. So your relationship, the depth and connection and love in your relationship ratchets up and up. Right, yeah. From that space. And so there. So, how do you start to become the become the love alchemist? And I love that word. Yeah. So the alchemist comes from transformation. The the alchemists were people who were believed to have the pro- power to change lead into gold, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So the the idea of becoming a love alchemist is this idea that you learn to love yourself, and then you can show up in life as a more loving, real, vulnerable, authentic person. Mm. And that then changes the dynamic of the relationship with your partner and every relationship in your life, basically, it changes. So you're taking, you have the opportunity to work with the relationship the way it is and change it from where there's only lead or copper or there's you know it's not quite pure by exercising the skills and showing up very authentically and lovingly and honestly with your feelings and needs on clearly on the table yeah you now get to change your relationships to gold and up level them and have a much deeper trusting connected rewarding relationship and, yeah. and and I know we're talking about how this changes relationships in the in the context of conscious uncoupling you're if you have children you're going to be dealing with your soon-to-be ex-partner for the rest of your life 
So you really do want to have a working functional relationship that you can do what's best for the kids and what's best for you. Yeah. You know, I wrote a book about that. Single Dad Essentials, the 12 most important things. <laughs> I wonder who wrote that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so I, I'm really a, a powerful believer in the value of this healing with to soon to be your ex-partner so that you can still have a healthy working relationship for birthdays, weddings, you know, certain family events, certain holiday events, so that you can work together to support the children in the best way possible. Right. And that will also open it up for you to be healthy and, and happier. The magic, the magic of this process is, is that when you heal yourself this way and you create a stronger relationship, your next re relationship, your next relationship with your next partner mm -hmm. is going to be at such a higher level. Right. It's gonna, you're not going to repeat the patterns of the past. And I, I know there's one more important thing about this, what you're saying, because I, I can't remember too well about after reading the book, but I know one most important thing about this is that to have the people in your life while you're going through this divorce or breakup be supporting and not priding and being negative because this is a very vital thing to have people on your side to let them know that you're going through this conscious breakup and that you want that love and support because it will have a huge effect if the people in your life are not on your side and you know and i learned this with you know recently with a friend of mine you know they were they were about to get a divorce and you know i didn't tell them to read constantly a couple but i told my friend you need to read calling in one now and then after he made these changes and then she's she came to me and i coached her like at dunch and i was saying to her i said you know one of the most vital things is to have people in your life who are one supportive and one you have to stop gossiping about your relationship because that's not serve you and have people in your life who see the possibility of love rehappening in your in your relationship because that you need that and to have happily ever after that support is so necessary to have this happily ever after yeah um and in some ways, I just want to clarify, it's kind of a happily even after. Yeah, even after, yes. Yeah, it's it's about, even though this most difficult time in your life, this breakup, this stress of this is going on, you want to create a strong foundation for yeah. the happily even after this event. And, and you're absolutely right. So I think our society is going through a metamorphosis about this phase. Mm -hmm. You know, if we show up in our old pattern of, oh, I can't believe my husband did X, Y, Z. They're no good. I can't wait to get out of this marriage. You know, I need my freedom. I need to heal. I need to take care of myself. He's a terrible person. If you're saying that to your friends, they're going to respond back. They're your friends. They're going to agree with you. Right. They're going to they're gonna make it ugly make that other person ugly because they think they're helping you in this difficult process. They think they're supporting you with the emotional courage and, and, and um, in some ways, anger and frustration can be huge motivators right. to, to make change. So they're helping that build up, quote unquote, helping. The reality is, is that they're mirroring back what you're saying to them. If you're saying that about your ex, then that's what you're going to get back. It's up to you to have this beautiful intention that we're going to be great co-parents together. And, that, you know, we had something special and we did many great things together. Look, we created these children or we went on this trip or we have these valuable memories. There's still stuff to be in gratitude. Yeah. And if that's where you're coming from when you talk to your friends or your parents or your grandparents or... You know, anybody, like you said, in your life that you care about could even be at work around the water cooler. Mm -hmm. 
If you show up with, well, you know, it's really sad that this, we can't make this work any longer. We've just grown apart. But you know, I'm grateful for what I had yeah. with Tony. You know, he was a great guy or with Jeanette. She was a wonderful wife. And yet it's just so sad that we can't make it work anymore. But you know, I want them to be happy. I want them to have a great life. I want to be a great co-parent with them. You know, whatever that, if you set that intention and you show up that way, wow, you're going to have your friends showing up in a very different way, being more supportive of what kind of relationship you're creating. Yeah. And I remember in Conscious Uncoupling, I remember like there was two moments I remember crying because I had never heard or seen anything like this before. Well, this couple, they were getting divorced and he actually had, I think it was a dinner where they brought his friends over and her friends over and he had a gratitude moment of like saying all the things that they were grateful for, for being in a relationship together. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. I'm just like, because the breakup is not just between you two, it's with the people around you too, you know? And it, it was just so moving to like, wow, like that, I, that is possible. Like yeah. I never thought of or knew that something like that even existed. And, um, and it just gave everybody peace because everybody is going through it with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the marriage ceremony. You know, that's a coupling ceremony. Well, this is an uncoupling ceremony. And you're absolutely right. There's no reason that you have to lose some of your friends. Right. Because they're slightly closer to your previous partner. And by having this kind of a ceremony and holding that beautiful intention that we're in gratitude for the time we spent together and we only want happiness for the other person. Yeah. Now I have to tell you that this is a very personal story. Uh, As a result of all of this work with Catherine, I mentioned that I was divorced 22 years ago and there was a lot of bitter feelings between my ex and I. And we would talk the most minimal amount on the phone. We would only for mandatory like graduation events or something would we ever kind of like be in the same room together. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really like completely separated. And the reality is is there's no two people who know our four children better than we do. And we love them very much. And so we should be able to really communicate and share in that. Well, this took almost 22 years, but this past Christmas, my former partner I we she invited me to join them and our four children in Missouri which is where she lives at a second home and we spent five days at Christmas together wow it was amazing she would go home to her house with her husband at night but during the day we would cook meals together we opened presents together we went for walks we hung out it was really amazing to have that unity and the family together. And it never would have been possible without this work. Cause, cause I changed who I was showing up in that relationship. Just, just like we talked about, mm-hmm. I changed the relationship with my children about the divorce. So energetically, even just in addition to how I, what I was saying and doing, it changed everything. That never wow. would have been possible without this work. It's so beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So talk to me about the, the other step. It says, how do you begin to create your happily even even after life? Like, what is that process like of creating the next step after? Well, it's, it's really interesting. It's a natural flow. Mm-hmm. When you get in touch and you heal your false stories, you can call it a source fracture wound, your false stories, and you really start to get in touch with your feelings and your needs and desires, you now have a desire for the kind of relationship that you want to have with your partner going forward. What kind, what is co-parenting going to look at? Like, what do you want it to be like? Do you want to be friends? Hmm. Do you want to maybe share 
a Thanksgiving meal together. It's all possible if that's what you're up for creating. So we literally break it down into steps. What were the old agreements of how you were going to behave with your partner when you were married? You know, you she was going to show up this way, I was going to show up this way. What were those old agreements? We name them. And then we create a set of new agreements that you can share with your soon to be ex-partner that you can agree to. Yeah. We're going to be co-parents. We're going to be great co-parents. We're going to keep the support and friendships of all our friends. We're going to get in touch and agree on visitation rights and the holiday schedules for the children and and investments in their braces and schools and you know vacations or whatever to support what's best for the children and that we're we're really going to respect and honor who the other person is mm. and we might be in gratitude for the times and what we created together when yeah. we worked together and and we're going to show up honestly and authentically um those are beautiful agreements to begin to create the happily even after as and I'm kind of using an example of co-parenting here mm-hmm. but this is the same with your friends your circle of friends because you're now going to want at some point to be in a new relationship right and you're going to want the other person to be also in a new relationship if you're bitter and angry and frustrated you're going to be, be making disparaging remarks you're going to be wishing them ill will you're going to be unhappy because you think that they might be happy in another relationship mhm are all really negatives that are going to keep you stuck in the past yeah and yet wishing them well wanting them to be happy wanting them to have a happy healthy relationship going forward you're it's like wishing it for yourself it gives you the freedom to have a happy healthy relationship going forward with a new partner. Yeah. And now that you're going to leverage everything you've learned through this conscious uncoupling process. So you're probably going to be able to have a deeper, more rewarding, more loving relationship than you've had in the past because you're going to show up with your feelings and needs more authentically. Mm. And healed those false stories. And it's you know, it's <clears throat> a real doing something like this is takes will mature you greatly and this reminds me of um there's a show sort of show on um YouTube called Skin Deep and i remember seeing this there was two couples and one of the couples they two, they were they were used to be together they got divorced and they were they were separated now in different relationships but they had a son and so the video is about the two fathers coming together to talk and the two mothers the new mothers coming together to talk and they were each saying what they were grateful for in that new relationship with the son because they all realized that the separation needed to happen and then the each new parent were be were the thing that the other parent couldn't be so they all f- figure like they were creating this community around this child because any of the nasty bitterness didn't matter anymore because they had a child that they had to raise and it had to be the example of what a loving family had to be and to see these men say thank you for being this because i was never that for the relationship and i was just like wow yeah, wow you know and they're both appreciating each other for the quality they bring to the son and seeing how he is growing so much like i mean i think everybody should do something like this and then <laughs> watch this video and do something like cost a couple because especially if you have children ultimately like that you are modeling for this child what happy family ever after could be and you can create the life that you love for this child and for each other and not allow this like stuff 
to like pester because at the end of the day, it's in the past. It's no longer like we, we both found love again. So let's bring all our whole selves to the pot for our families and the children. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I, I so love that. I, I really believe that there's there's actually potentially a huge benefit mm-hmm. to having a larger nuclear family. You know, I, I forget there's a term for it. It's like binuclear family or something is the term. And basically what it means is, is now the children involved get to have a richer life experience. They get to see what healthy, happy, whole relationships look like in a bigger picture. Yeah. They get to experience, you know, in my particular case, I'm an engineer, so I know how things work. I know computers really well and everything else. That's my past life. And and so I could change, I could share that with my children. I could tell them how their car works. I could fix their computers. And then when my former partner remarried, he was kind of an artist. He did woodworking and he did wood carving and he was very creative in that space. So my children got to see what that's like and they got to experience that creative side. And if it was just with me, they might not have ever never had that experience. Mm. And so when you create an agreement with your previous partner that that's the kind of lifestyle you want to have, it opens up a richer experience for everybody, just like you were telling. In that. Yeah. Sounds like a beautiful, I never saw that uh, show, but it sounds really powerful. <laughs> if, I say, if I find it, I can find it, I'll send it to you, but it just, it's something that I always go back to and I, it really moves me to see that's possible for mm. or any family taking yeah. home and well that's that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of happily even after yeah you get clear in terms of the possibilities that you're opening up to and you're creating with your former partner for how you want to be and how you're going to you're going to leverage the things that you're grateful for in terms of what you share yeah well yeah right. Well, Greg, uh, I really appreciate your time again. And, you know, thank you for sharing yourself. And, you know, conscious uncoupling is just something that is so beautiful. And Catherine's just like... She's amazing. It's this technology. You, know, you can call and- it this technology or whatever. <laughs> it's so powerful. It really profoundly affects people's lives. If yeah. You, if people want to reach me directly, they can check out my website at greg g-r-e-g wheeler w-h-e-e-l-e-r coaching.com so that's greg wheeler coaching.com and i just also like to share that i have a partner in us-unlimited.com and we actually work with couples before it gets to the breaking point yeah we use the same technology to get in touch with the things that aren't being said feelings that are being stuff down before it gets to the breaking point. So we're excited to be providing that. And so that's at us limited. Yeah, and, you don't, and couples, you don't have to wait till it's like at the bitter end. You can uh, seek someone out at us to us with Greg, us unlimited, and just really take it on as if like this is maybe a renovation <laughs> I would say you know you don't have to wait until it's nasty and ugly to seek out help like it's where you are is, whole, is perfect where you are and we all are in different places in different spaces and we can still grow and evolve right and, and there's so many powerful tools relationship tools yeah. that people don't know about yet that can just help and open you know when your car starts making a funny noise when you start hearing that tick 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 <laughs> or or the thump 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 or uh, when you step on the brakes it starts squealing you don't wait for it to break and fall apart <laughs> right you go get it checked out you go get yeah. some help and get it fixed yeah. well that's what we should be doing with relationships yeah we a form of loving ourselves 
is taking good care of ourselves. Yeah. And, and part of that is getting the tools and getting the education we need to fix things before they get bigger and bigger and bigger and they get unfixable. Yeah. You know? Like if you don't change the oil in your car when you start hearing that tick, 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 eventually your car is going to seize and it's going to break and it's totaled. It's useless. Yeah. Right. So, and and also tell everybody about the, your book too. Don't forget your, 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 your book that you wrote and where they can find it. Yeah. So you can find it on my website at gregwheelercoaching.com. And the title is Single Dad Essentials, the 12 Most Important Things Single Need to Know. And it's written from my perspective, leveraging all, a, little, a lot of what we've talked about today, but also my experience as a single dad. Yeah. How do you create safety, continuity, and what's most important for kids yeah. uh, in, in that as well? Not just for yourself, not for just for your partner, but if you put the kids first, everything else falls in place. All right. Well, beautiful. Well, thank you, Greg, once again for being here. Thank and, you, Jim. Uh, yeah. Thank you. This is awesome. Love it. Hey guys, so don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy, juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy, juicy love.